kind of in the way, the way that it was set up. Oops. Hi, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Hi, everyone. We're live. This is your girl, Jenny Blaze. This is Bravo and Blaze. And today is Christmas Eve Eve. And I just realized before... I started today. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the last episode, live episode during this year, 2022. Next week, I'm going to have a um, an old episode replay for you all um, to listen to if you haven't caught up. I'm not sure exactly which episode yet, but I feel like I'll probably just pick one that most people liked, <laughs> um, which surprisingly are not what you would expect them to be. Like, I always expected that the Bravo Lebs would come on and like the numbers would skyrocket, but that's not always the case. So, little side note for you all. Um, if you are watching, on video or on Instagram, on YouTube, Facebook, on Twitter, you might see that I dressed up for you all for the holidays. I got my Giovanni on. Um, yeah, I actually, I have a story about this Giovanni dress that I'm wearing. It's bright red for those of you who are listening. Um, I did not know what to wear to BravoCon. I was panicking. I was like, oh my gosh, what does one wear to BravoCon? I don't know. Like, I don't even go out anymore. So I just was like, I'm like getting everything I own, like taking inventory of my entire wardrobe and then ordering stuff. And then I don't know. I just felt compelled one day to look to see what a Giovanni dress today, like a new one would look like. Cause I think I was scrolling through like evening dresses. I was looking for a dress for Andy's legends ball. I didn't know. I was like, I'm so stupid. I thought it was like an actual ball, like that we were gonna, there was going to be like a red carpet. <laughs> we're going to like sit down and have dinner and there's going to be like dancing or something. It was not like that. It was a watch what happens live and it was amazing. And it was long, but, um, yeah, you don't have to really dress up, I guess. It's nice. They have a little, like, area for you to take pictures and stuff. So I wore a long dress. But um, I, while I was looking, I saw some Giovannis, and I was like, oh, let me see. And they're, like, over $1,000. And while I appreciate luxury items and, like, I'll pay for nice things, but – I was thinking of getting one more as like kind of like a joke, obviously, because of Dorinda from Real Housewives of New York and Countess Luann and all that stuff. So 
I was like, well, let me see if they have any like on rent the runway or, um, you know, like one of those kind of places where you just borrow or something. And I didn't really find anything. So then I looked at used, which I've never literally never bought anything used. I'm such a I sound like such a B right now. But I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff that you can buy that's used. And I was like, let me see what the cheapest Giovanni is. I literally search like lowest, least price to highest price. And one of the first dresses that came up was this dress. It was $100. And I looked it up. It was worn one time by a girl for her prom. I'm pretty sure it was her prom. Like they just showed a picture of her. I don't know like who she is or anything, but they showed the because they had to show the picture of the dress. And I was like, oh, my God, this is cute. It's red, like same color as my Bravo and Blaze logo. Like this felt like divine. I don't know. The universe was making it happen or something, whatever. So um, and I'm like, I don't know what size I am. Like, I feel like you can't just be like, oh, I'm a size four or whatever. Like, that could be totally different for one designer versus another. So I'm like, I've never worn a Giovanni. I don't know. And I don't even know what size this is. But I was like, whatever, I'll take it. Let's see. Let's see if it fits. Who knows? My body has changed a lot in the last, like, year, two years, like, ten years. However old my oldest is 13 14 um and then when I got it I was like well first of all this fabric I'm just pulling up my dress right now this is really nice it's like and it's double layered right um I really like it so it's forgiving is what I'm trying to get at <laughs> and when I tried it on before BravoCon it was actually a little bit loose and now it's like like, I think it fits just perfectly. Um, but I'm like, oh, my gosh. This girl probably wore this to her prom. She, like, probably lost her virginity or something. And now it's my dress. <laughs> but I never wound up wearing it. I brought, like, everything I owned to BravoCon. And I didn't wear this dress. So it's the holidays. It's red. It matches my Bravo and Blaze logo. Why not? So, Giovanni! Anyways, so we're here today to recap all of Bravo TV's latest and newest episodes, but also news and other pop culture news. Um, the list of shows that we have for this week is Real Housewives of Potomac, Family Karma, Below Deck, Southern Hospitality, Below Deck. Oh, we don't have Below Deck Adventure this week, um, but whatever, I'll... I'll probably mention Below Deck Adventure a few times. We have The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I have Love Without Borders on my list, but I'll be completely honest. I didn't watch any of it this week, so I think I'm done with it. Um, but I filled that in with other stuff, so a lot of stuff that I'll be mentioning all of. I'm actually kind of angry right now. Angry and sad over what I just binged, but we'll get into that. No More Winter House, um, Million Dollar Listing LA. I watched a little bit of it, but um, I like want to just binge that at one time. Um, and then Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, my goodness. Wild. 
And then also we got the Real Housewives of New Jersey trailer and their photo, which I have here and we'll take a look at um, if you're watching on video. Make sure if you're not already, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. We are live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, unless there's a holiday like I mentioned next week. I'm not going to be going live, but I do have a new episode or well, it's a replay of an older episode um, that was one of the top episodes. I don't know which one. I'm definitely going to pick one of the top three episodes um, from this year. But if you've been following all along, I just started this podcast the first Friday of 2022. And here we are. Fast forward the last Friday. I mean, there's one more, but I need a break, guys. Um Work-life balance is important. Uh, so I don't even know where I was going with that. But if you don't catch us live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, don't worry. You can always catch the replay um, on those platforms, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can listen to the audio podcast on Apple Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you have a preferred podcast platform that you like that's not on that list, just let me know and I'll look into adding it. Because um, there's some other platforms I'd like to um, add as well, like Roku. Um, that's a video platform. Or Apple TV. I don't know if any of you watch these things, but Anyways, also, um, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And as you know, BravoandBlaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch, like your my good old grandfather MFR mug. Um, trusty old mug. Always thirsty. <clears throat> God, Mel. Um, but we have fun merch and products from most of your favorite shows. Obviously, if you order, it's not going to get there before Christmas. But I don't know. Maybe you're a late gift giver. My mother is, like, notorious for that. But anyways, um, also, if you are an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, um, a cannabis consumer trying to modernize the perception of today's can of consumers, or maybe you're a mom like me. I have four daughters, daughters, daughters. Is that how you say it? <laughs> um, maybe you just, maybe you're a stay at home mom. And you hate it like I do. Like, I love my children, but I hate it being a stay-at-home mom. I still am a stay-at-home mom, kind of. We're, we're uh, transitioning. We're going to transition. <laughs> but please make sure you check out my other podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I share stories. Like It's almost like a vlog. But also, I talk about you know, lessons that I've learned along my entrepreneurship journey and throughout my business and professional life, as well as personal investments and just life in general. But most importantly, you know, my mission is to empower others to safely and confidently come out of the green closet. So 
That is a podcast available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, but I also go live on Thursdays, not next Thursday because it's a holiday, but most Thursdays when there's no holiday at 1 p.m. Eastern um, here on this same YouTube channel, which is also available for replay if you miss the live stream. So, um... This week, I actually, on Cannabis Mom Boss, we talked about um, live streaming and hashtags. Like, what are they? But uh, I have breaking great news. I guess it's not Bravo breaking news, but it's breaking news for Cannabis Mom Boss. The 2023 Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Workshop is available now for pre-sale until... December 28th, which at that point, the price does increase, but the link is in my show notes. So if you are someone who want it, maybe you're going through a transition like me, like moms, all moms, essentially, all we do is go through this cycle of adapting and creating new routine and being efficient and then, you know, growing and pivoting and adapting. It's just like this ongoing cycle. I feel like more so for women. Um, But if you find that difficult, I know I'm guilty of this. Like I hate change. Most people hate change, right? But Change helps us to grow and become better versions of ourselves. Like, just look at my podcast, Bravo and Blaze. Like I said, we started the first week of 2022. Now we're here in 2000, or we're at the end of 2022. I have, in just this year, so much has changed. I've exceeded my manifestations that I put out there. I had no, I did not have a clue that I was going to be doing the things that I'm doing now. So I know that if that's possible for me, then I truly believe that's possible for everyone else. And I have a, my own, I'm very, I guess my whole life I've been very like, I need structure. I need, you know, how do we do things? How do we go from here, you know, start to finish in the most efficient and intentional way that feels good Um, Because there's ways to get from point A to point B that do not feel good. And I'm not about that anymore in my life. I'm 40 years old. I don't do that. Okay. Um, And if you're willing to put in hard work, you can make significant change. Like I, not only we went, we reached number eight in the top 100 indie TV reviews charts in less than four months, just by doing one episode a week which is still like, it's a lot of work. It was like a whole day's work and then, you know, some work in between a little bit here each, each day, but, um, here and there, but I was able to interview red man. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's besties with method man from the Wu-Tang clan nineties, hip hop trailblazers. Um, and he supported my mission. I told him, you know, what I'm trying to do and what my brand is about. And he, that video is up there. It exists. It lives. So there you go. Go sign up. Check out my show notes for the link. Again, the pre-sale pricing is available now. 
And before I go into all the Bravo news, which we do have a lot, um, I feel like I'm just noticing that I'm talking a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to try to try to be more efficient. Um, I watched Harry and Meghan on Netflix over two weeks, like two weekends. And I was disturbed. And I also thought it was beautiful at the same time. Um, I was just like, for one, the first, I, I started, I think I watched, I started with episode four. So they talk about when Megan was pregnant. I was like, oh my God, this woman had 76 engagements to go to while she was pregnant, like work essentially, because their job, the Royal family, their job they're basically the OG influencers in media because they controlled everything that was leaked or not. And like, it's just so sick. And that's like part of my fascination right now, where it has been over the last year since I started my podcast, actually, because also I'm a true crime fan. And I saw that there's a new series coming out on the ID channel, Investigation Discovery, which is my other love. Oh, so good. Um, and it's a new series on the Playboy murders. And so then I didn't know that there was this entire docu-series on A&E and Peacock called The Secrets of Playboy. And that's what I just binged. And I'm so, I was sobbing. I sobbed after it was done. I was like, this is awful. And it everything keeps going back to the same root of the issue is the mass media, the information that's distributed to the mass populations. People were silenced and things were covered up and people were manipulated. And this went on for decades. It's so disturbing. So trigger warning, if you are sensitive to anything having to do with like sexual abuse of any kind, like this is not for you. Like I felt triggered. I mean, I have my own, um, my own trauma, but I mean, I feel almost like lucky that I wasn't one of these people because, oh my gosh, it's Awful, awful, awful. Um, but real quick, going back to Harry and Meghan, I just want to give a shout out to Tyler Perry because what an amazing man. Like, of course, Tyler Perry saved the day. Like, this is Harry and Meghan's story really is like that is the modern day fairy tale of a prince and a princess. Like, he was He's such a stand-up man. I have so much respect for him. He did what was right. He left his whole country to protect his wife and his children because he, we saw what happened, like, with his mother. Hello? So props to him. I just, oh, my God, I love them so much. I love everything about their whole story, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from them. Um, but another series that I watched um, on Netflix was called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Disturbing. 
disturb not as disturbing as secrets of playboy but equally as disturbing on a micro level like secrets of playboy is like wow decades of abuse this is like one guy and he's sick he's sick and he got away with it his name is david stewart i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but whatever you can google it um I just have this urge to prank call him and just, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Are we allowed to be vigilantes in this situation? I just, it's wrong. He basically sexually assaulted women through their managers at fast food chains like McDonald's and Taco Bell. Insane. Okay, do not do strip searches, people. Do not trust anyone, I guess. Just that's the lesson here. Don't trust anyone. And all you predators out there, you know who you are. You're not going to get away with this, okay? This is a new age. This is the information age, okay? You hear me? I'm getting Dorinda on this. You hear me? This is the information age, and no one is getting away with this anymore because everyone has a voice. Use your technology. Use your voice. Okay. I need to move on. Everyone's like, she's welcome. Okay. So Bravo-related, we're getting away from pop culture now. We're, we're heading down Bravo. Sorry it took me so long. But I have – so tomorrow – Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. I have anxiety for so many reasons. But then on top of it, someone sends me, um, I don't know if it was Craig or Paige. One of them had a story of them going, like traveling for the holidays. And the end destination is my town. Because <clears throat> that's where Paige is from. And knowing that they're like, literally like a mile away from me is just, I don't want to leave my house. I'm like so afraid to run into them. That would be my nightmare to have to run into them at like Target or something. <laughs> but uh, who knows? They may not even be in Bravo anymore. We'll see. Let's move on. Okay. I actually have, oh, whoa, that's big. If you're watching on video, I have slides. All right. Potomac. All right. This week we had season seven, episode 11, Showtime. I'm going to read the description of the episode. When Giselle and Robin put on their live podcast, I have thoughts about that. Karen takes shady notes for her own live show. Cheater brand. Uh, Candace shoots a music video with rapper Trina. Robin broaches a tough subject with Juan. As Giselle investigates the details of me and Jacqueline's close relationship. Creepy. Wendy and Eddie deal with an unexpected emergency. Oh my gosh. So much, so much. Okay. So Giselle and Robin, we know, have their reasonably shady podcast, and they've been going and doing some shows. And I'm all about the hustle. You go, like, 
I support other women. Okay. And I'm not trying to like be shady towards them, but they kind of like set themselves up for it. And I don't know if it's the editing or what, but they said, okay, they have no sponsors. So that means they're starting with $0. Okay. I'm like, I like numbers and business. Okay. So they're starting with $0. They invested their own money, $10,000 into their show. And then Robin said that they made $14,000 profit. Okay. So I don't know what her definition of profit is, but for me, I would think that means they made 20, at least $24,000 in sales for tickets, ticket sales. And we saw the crowd. We could probably look it up. I didn't, I was thinking about doing the whole math and everything, but I think Blake from blonde hair, black heart did it. So go check out his site. Shout out. Um, but yeah, the math ain't math and people and maybe they made 4,000 profit. That seems more reasonable unless shitty. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So Karen's hilarious as always. Um, but yeah, she was taking shady notes and it's funny to me that like, she's kind of being a tipsy girl cheater brand a little bit, right? <laughs> like first the candle with Wendy and now this live show and like, I am not saying that what Karen is doing is wrong, but she needs to say what it is. Like, just say, oh, you know what? As a businesswoman, what I do is I see something and I make it better. Like, don't be shady about it. Just say it because otherwise it kind of like makes you, I don't know. I just don't like the way it's coming off. Like, Karen is the grand dame. She can do better. I just, I don't like this look is I guess what I'm trying to say. But um, poor Wendy had a, I, I'm, I may have heard this wrong, but I thought it, they said nine centimeter stone. Nine centimeters is almost the same, same width that your cervix opens up when you have a baby. So like, She's got like the size of a baby's head kidney stone. That's nuts. Like, girl, go take care of that. We have to stop. And I totally get. I totally get Wendy's, you know, like work ethic, her drive. And like, she's a professor. That means a lot in her culture. And like, I get that. And, like, I'm guilty, too, of, like, just working, 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 like, that, this culture of, you know, like, more is better. I no longer subscribe. I did do that. And, actually, is Wendy younger than me? I'm really sure. But, um, yeah, I've done that. And not only am I, like, completely exhausted and burnt out from that, but I also just don't think we should be like that. Like we should just be more intentional with what we choose to spend our time on and work hard, but also make sure you take care of yourself. It's all about balance, people. 
That's what I'm going to teach you that in this manifestation workshop. Yeah, I just plugged it. Yeah, I did. Okay, let's move on. So Candace, she has her video with Trina. And I have to say, like, I've really been liking Candace this season. I had no feelings one way or another before. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit scared of her to see somebody just completely tear someone down using their words is very frightening because I'm sensitive. <laughs> it's very hard to hear. They, I mean, I don't know what I try to do is like, I own it. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm never going to be the prettiest or the youngest. What do you got? Like, I don't think you can hurt me more than I have already hurt myself. Okay. <laughs> Just, I mean, I'm joking. This is, Supposed to be light humor, whatever. But anyways, okay. So let's go back to <laughs> Potomac. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, Robin asked for a prenup. I don't really care about that. Um, Giselle is probing about Mia and Jacqueline's relationship, which apparently they take showers together. And I can see like taking a shower with like a bathing suit, but I don't understand why they're taking showers together. And the way that Mia was acting with Jacqueline, like if I'm leaving somewhere, you're coming with me. Like that ride or die mentality was very like strange. And I almost feel like, oh my gosh, now that I watch Secrets of Playboy, I'm like, everyone is like manipulated and like everyone's confused, but they're like, persuaded through sex and like oh my gosh a world is fucked up anyways i'm gonna move on i i don't love that storyline of me and jacqueline and whatever like i just don't not into it um but anyways let's move on to family karma i really love this week's episode of family karma it's season three episode seven the dysfunctional dinner um, the description is Vishal must shape up to save his marriage to the Richa, but a family dinner with their moms gets awkward. Monica questions Rish's lack of commitment. Avni hits the brakes on her flirtation with Brian. So my biggest standout moment for, so actually I need to give a shout out to boy meets Bravo. We did, we recorded an episode over the weekend. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, but we did a, like annual awards show, their annuals, annual award show. And I got the pleasure and honor of choosing like the top five franchises on Bravo. And I also got to choose the winner. And the winner for me, it was, I thought about this long and hard and it was Family Karma. And the reason is because there's so many different dimensions and layers in this group of people with not only we got their traditional culture that we get to learn about, but also how they adapt to that in the U S and then also how they interact with their, you know, with the older generation who, you know, are the immigrants who came here from their original country. So there's a lot of dynamics going on and even the older, like the aunties, they're like fighting or whatever. There's like, they got their own drama too. So everyone's equally important in this whole, whole like scheme of things. And um, the standout moment for me was with uh, Vishal and his mother when, you know, he was 
opening up to his mother about, hey, you know, like Richa and I are not doing that great and I lied about drinking and I think I have a drinking problem. And he said he, you know, like it's embarrassing. And his mother was so sweet. She was like, no, it's not. It's not embarrassing. Like these are things that these are real issues that people have. Like look at the numbers out there, people. So many people struggle with alcohol. I am one of those people. I don't drink anymore. I'm California sober and I've never felt better. Just not just physically, but like mentally and spiritually, emotionally, whatever. Financially, you save money <laughs> when you don't drink. So it was just good to see that, you know, I know a lot of people, they feel shame, you know, like they don't want to admit wow, I have, I'm, I have a weakness or like I'm vulnerable and I want to help change that because we shouldn't like nobody, nobody, nobody is perfect. And if reality TV has taught us anything, it's that none of us are perfect. And it's just, unfortunately, these people have chosen to share their some of their worst moments with the rest of the world. And, you know, I commend them for that because that's not easy to do. And I think it takes a bigger person and a more, to me, attractive person who can admit, hey, I have a, a problem that I need to work on and I'm actively working on it because I do want to be a better person. And that goes back to my cannabis mom boss manifestation <laughs> workshop that you should all sign up for because this is what we're trying to do, right? Be better people, do what feels good for us without hurting others and give back. I don't know. Like I want to leave this world a better place for my four daughters. <laughs> I can't say it right. Oh my God. The power almost, I think the power just went out for a second. Like, not even a second. Whew. All right. We should move on so we don't lose it. But uh, where are we? Okay. Next show. Below Deck. Season 10, Episode 5. His watch has ended. Oh, my gosh. So sad. So sad. Let me read the description first. Captain Lee's injury forces him to leave St. David. And the hands on deck try to put their best foot forward for the new captain. Captain Ross and Fraser. It is Fraser, not Fraser. Fraser struggle with Camille's attitude. An official promotion is given within the deck team. In the galley, Rachel is tasked with cooking a special dinner fit for an Olympian. Okay, so it's super, super, super sad. Wait, I didn't even change the slide. <laughs> It's super sad that Captain Lee leaves us and he was choked up about it. But again, like he it is more respectable, more commendable for someone to say, hey, I cannot do this. I just I can't do it. And I'm so sorry, but it's better if I leave you. And you replace me with somebody else. And even if that person is Captain Sandy, which by the way, like I must have been in complete denial 
over this because people were saying like, oh, who's he going to be? Is he going to be Captain Jason or blah, blah, blah? And I was, somebody said Captain Sandy. And in my mind, I'm like, no, no. No, absolutely not. They would never do that. That's just rude. Like, really, that's how I felt. <laughs> so you would imagine my surprise when my daughter and I were watching, we're laying on the couch, my husband's upstairs with the two little ones, getting them ready for bed, and we see Sandy, and at the same time, we look at each other just like, no, just... My husband thought something happened. He like came running. He's like, what's going on? I was like, Sandy's back. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I got to try harder on my end because she hasn't done anything at the Hannah level, you know, since then. So I do feel like we're getting to a point where I can't keep hating on you know, Sandy, as much as I have prior, I don't know. I need, maybe I'll put that on my vision board. <clears throat> don't hate Captain Sandy. <gasps> um, But one thing I do love about hating on Captain Sandy is when things go wrong, like how there was a fire on the boat. As soon as Sandy gets there, like, WTF, I blame it on Sandy. Um, just kidding. But I guess it was like an electrical thing. And the crew handled it beautifully. In the episode description, they talk about Ross and um, Fraser, Fraser struggling with Camille's attitude. I have to say, I really did not like Camille at all. At all from day one. Wait, what episode are we in? Episode five. Okay, so for four episodes, I've been watching and like, I've been triggered, I think, because I have trauma from, from Jess from Winter House. She's the girl who expects compliments, but like in a different way. And um, she becomes unhinged in this episode. And I guess um, I saw something. So I don't really like, I can't pay attention to every single thing that's going on. And I didn't know this. I guess some people were like giving her a lot of hate on social media. I don't know exactly what that means. Like, I feel like I need details. Um, yes, I've said like, I don't like her on my show, but like, I didn't like go to her and message her and be like, you suck. Um, and I really liked her this episode because I appreciate when people show like I just said, like she just showed her rawness. She was like upset and she got drunk. And when she was drunk, she was like a fun drunk. She was funny. And I don't like, I don't encourage people to drink to be funny. Like you're not, please don't drink to entertain anyone. Like drink responsibly. But like, I thought she was like a kind of like a fun drunk. And you could see that she was, hurting like she's struggling and I appreciate when people like you know are vulnerable like that and she's so funny she's like first draw hell yeah um so I did send her a message and it was um a nice message I said something along the lines of like like you're my new favorite on 
the on the cast, which is true because everyone else, I mean, like, I don't hate anyone else, but I'm super creeped out with this bosun, Ross or whatever his name is. Fake Eddie. Let's call him fake Eddie, please. Um, wait, is he Ross? He's Ross, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, fake Eddie. I do not like him. He's like messing around with everyone. And he's like, he talked to, I don't know, just red flag people. Like, just don't. Ugh. After watching Secrets of Playboy, I am so grossed out by like every guy. Disgusting. Like, look at this. Grandfather MFR. That is a man taking advantage of a young woman, Mary Cosby. Ugh. Disgusted. Okay, let me move on. So Southern Hospitality Season 1, premiere season, Episode 4, Off to the Races. I like this show. And I converted someone this week, so I feel like I did God's work. <laughs> I got someone hooked on it. Um, but let me read the description. When Grace Lily's birthday party takes a turn, after, you know, Mikkel throws his drink or whatever. Um, Mikkel questions if he can continue to work at Republic. Grace's enthousi enthusiasm gets her back into Leva's good graces, but Will's wild night rubs his co-workers the wrong way. Wait, am I forgetting something? What did Will do? He got really drunk or something? I don't remember. Anyways, Maddie invites everyone to a NASCAR race in her hometown of Charlotte, where Trevor... Ugh, Meets her parents. Oh, love them. For the very first time since their breakup. <sighs> Trevor. I do not like that guy. Oh, whoops. Let me go to the slide. <laughs> keep forgetting about the visuals. Okay. I do not like Trevor. His, his whole, like, he's in school for six years, seven years, whatever. Like, what, what does that even mean? Like, why? And why is he driving a pedicab? What is his, what does he do? He needs more purpose in his life for him to be like talking to anyone as sweet and amazing as Maddie. Like he's just gross. And I, ha okay, so I do have this theory. Like I love, love, love Joe Bradley. Love him. Um, and his mom. Love his mom. We're already like besties. We follow each other. Um, but I think Joe Bradley is like so, and I hope I'm not wrong. Please don't let me down, Joe Bradley. But I feel like he's almost too perfect. Like the thought, I'm married with four children and I'm, I'm probably closer to his mother's age than him. But the thought of me even like, like n never in a million years, but like if I were to ever think of having a relationship with Joe Bradley, that scares me. Like that is, I feel like, cause he's so perfect that like, now what? <laughs> like, okay, now like I can see from Maddie's standpoint, like if I date Joe Bradley, like this is the beginning of the end of my life. Not to like say it in a bad way, but like, I don't know. And 
it's like that obviously is an issue for myself and maybe Maddie, you know, she's um, had issues with addiction and I don't know, maybe we have like some similarities. I don't know. I'd like to dig into that more someday. But um, Maddie's dad, if you're listening, I already sent you a message on Instagram. <laughs> I love Joe Bradley. I love the Joe Bradley Maddie romance. I hope it happens someday. I'm manifesting it. I'll manifest it in my workshop. There you go. Another plug. Booyah. Um, but yeah, Grace Lily, I have to say, I'm also I'm getting kind of nervous because I like her so much so quickly and I relate to her a lot. So I'm like, oh my God, if she, if anything happens and she lets me down, like I might be really disappointed and I don't want to feel that way. So I'm just going to keep rooting for her because I think that she is amazing. And I think that she's going to do amazing things in this world. I hope that nobody tarnishes her innocence and after watching secrets of playboy i'm so protective over all women but especially young women and i'm just angry <laughs> i'm unhinged this is unhinged jenny live <sighs> but i love like <clears throat> so i think i said this on last week's episode with mikhail He's just like, he's not taking the opportunity that he has, like literally right in front of him to, you know, show that he's better than any of this pettiness with Joe Bradley or with TJ. And I'll be honest, like I didn't love, maybe things went down differently in real life, but what they showed on, on the show was like, I don't know, it just didn't seem very much like a genuine apology. It felt very much like I'm just going to do this to like move on, but I still kind of hate you kind of deal. I don't know. And I could be wrong. I'm not trying to hate on Mikkel because I really am rooting for Mikkel. Um, I love his coming out story. I love that he has a church brother. Um, I think that Mikkel has so many so much opportunity and can also do many amazing things. And also him being good friends with Grace Lily. I think those two could really dominate the world. I mean, well, this whole cast. TJ, I think, is definitely going to be successful. Like, he's going to – I'm picturing TJ owning his own empire of restaurants and bars and whatever um, – Maybe on the same street as Lava someday. Maybe business partners. Maybe a Tom Tom situation. <gasps> You're welcome, TJ. I just manifested that for you. Um, what else? What else? And Maddie, obviously, she's gonna be amazing with her DJ career. I'm not always this positive, okay? So <laughs> Don't let me down, gals and fellas. Um, especially, you know, I have trauma. <laughs> I don't know if it's trauma, but Southern Charm, that whole franchise triggers me. Like Shep, Whitney, 
Thomas. Thomas! Oh my God. I'll never be able to remove that from my brain. Thomas! We watch. We all watch this young girl essentially be abused by this old creepy man. Just like on Secrets of Playboy. Oh, I'm angry. I'm angry. Okay, I'm going to move on. So we didn't have Below Deck Adventure this week, but I guess apparently this new guy, Zeth, Seth, I don't know. His name is not Zeth, I guess, with a Z. It's Seth. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. How, did, how on earth did I even did I make that up? Like, what is wrong with me? But then, luckily, one of my followers, shoot, I wish I wrote down the name, the handle to give you a proper shout out, but they mentioned that they heard it too. That either they said Zeth with a Z or they put it in the captions or something. I don't know, but I just want to call him Zeth now. And um, rumor has it that people are saying that Zeth or Seth, whatever you want to call him, that he should step up into Captain Carey's shoes or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's blasphemous, erroneous, repugnant. I don't know what other words to use. I'm just trying to. Get the best ones. I use the best words. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, not on my watch. Listen up. Anyone who thinks that Seth or Zeth should be taking over is very wrong. Zeth or Seth needs to fall in line. This is Captain Carey's boat. I don't care how much experience you have. I mean, you could, like, just talk about it normal people but when it comes to managing oh my god is somebody's hammering sorry for back noise so as far as managing that is all under captain carrie's watch no if ands or buts all right i'm gonna move on oops oh my god somebody is hammering something and it's so loud okay i'm gonna move on to salt lake city Lots of things happening. This is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Season 3, Episode 12, White Lies and Black Eyes. And the description is, while the ladies are still in sunny San Diego, a dark cloud looms above as the group tries to get answers about Heather's black eye. I am rolling my eyes so hard. Lisa learns that Meredith has been spreading rumors about her businesses. But at a Greek goddess-themed dinner, Lisa confronts Meredith for retaliating against her infamous rant. Okay, so lots of things happened in just this past week. Um, they had the reunion last week on Friday. Jen Shaw didn't show up. She had this whole statement saying that she was uninvited, then invited back. And then when she told them that she couldn't speak about her case, they uninvited her again. Or I don't know. It's wild but we got the reunion looks <laughs> here let me blow this up okay so first up obviously we got my baby gorgeous lisa barlow she looks stunning 
This picture right here does not do it justice because Bravo released a little video clip of her and she looks so amazing. I love the like corset part. Actually, is my Giovanni on, on trend? No, not really, but not exactly. But this whole like cutout thing, I love it. I love the color. I love everything about it. Whitney, okay, I need to give Whitney a shout out for this week's episode when they went to dinner, she had this black dress on. It was like, it looked satiny, like shiny, like this one, but it had, and it had this asymmetrical detailing across the front, but it had like cutouts and it was so hot. Like, I was like, damn, Whitney. And I just thought that was, she looked amazing. I got to get a picture of that somewhere. And this look just didn't really do it. Like, she's gorgeous. All these women are gorgeous, by the way. I'm never going to body shame any woman. Um, this, I mean, she's, she'll look good in anything. Um, I don't, like, love, love, love this dress, though. I just, like, the color is kind of, like, it reminds me of, like, a cough drop or something. I don't know. Like, one of my kids' lollipops or something. Um, and I'm not into this hair. I think Whitney deserves better. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm going to move on to Meredith. Meredith looks stunning, but also looks like she's a mannequin. Like this doesn't look like a real person. This looks like a Barbie doll. Also the lighting is kind of weird. Like it makes her skin color look different. Um, on the, like her legs look a different color so it's just like weird um but this dress is amazing and she's gorgeous her hair and makeup is on point she's gorgeous um but she doesn't look real it's kind of weird like hello is anybody there are you dead inside well we know that already okay moving on where's my fan <gasps> oh for my shade that was a little shade. Okay. I do get shady with Salt Lake because I've been this Salt Lake revived my housewives passion. And I've been watching since the beginning, like more than I've ever watched any other housewives, like, you know, like Googled them <laughs> and don't Google Mary Cosby if you are not looking to be scared and have nightmares. Um, but anyways, okay, I don't know how we went down this road. Let me talk about Angie. Angie looks so good. Grecian goddess style. It's everything I would imagine for her and more. She looks amazing. She's on, tra on trend with the train that goes out. The corset, stunning. I have nothing else to say. Her makeup, hair, on point, everything. Okay, this one. Um, Dana. I think Dana, her hair and glam is so good. Probably the best on this cast. Yeah, I'm going to say hers is the best. And I did see a little video where they were like, they were actually threading in the 
headpiece or whatever. So this is a very like detailed look. Um, and I don't love this picture, but I've seen the other pictures on like Instagram and stuff. And this look is fierce. Like I am obsessed. This picture doesn't do it justice, but her look is so badass. Like I love it. And, you know, being half Asian, I'm always rooting for my Asian girls, my Asian sisters and brothers always. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, my fan here. Okay. Um, and then I don't want to comment on Heather because I just don't really like her. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this episode too, but I'm just going through these looks. And then you got Angie Harrington. Okay. Um, shoot, I said her name. I meant to call her elf on the shelf husband's wife. Okay. Let's talk about this, this episode. This show is unreal. Okay. If you are not watching Salt Lake City, I need you to go check it out because you, this is like the most insane thing I've ever witnessed. I think this is more insane than any other franchise, I think. If you look at, like, what's condensed into the time period and then also on top of that layer, the social media aspect, and, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I do have an interview with Marilla Bueno, who is Jen Shaw's assistant. I don't know if he currently is, but at the time. This is back in April. So this is my interview with him was, um, I think, in April – and it was right before the last day of filming season three, what we're watching now. So, and he gives a lot of insight into Heather and her background and behind the scenes of Heather's life because he used to work for her at Beauty Lab and he still worked for her after beauty lab for her family with her children. Okay. So there's like, it's very, it's just odd. Okay. I have a lot of theories for one. I hate Heather's eye. <laughs> I said it. I hate Heather's damn eye. Hold on. I'm just, I'll tell you why the whole thing. The whole episode is her just saying nonsense. And everyone's like, oh, I think Jen did it. You know, this is before Jen pled guilty. So she didn't want to get Jen in trouble. And she didn't know what to say and all this stuff. Like, at this point, I think Heather is so crazy that my theory is she, everyone leaves. What was it? 4.50 a.m. Everyone leaves. She turns off the lights. We see, we don't see her anymore because she goes off camera. She's staring at herself in a mirror in the dark, repeating Lisa Barlow, Lisa Barlow over and over again until she just stabs herself in the eye. That's my theory. And according to Twitter, a lot of people agree with me. <laughs> just saying um okay so a lot of other theories okay for one i i can't even keep up there's so much going on like if you guys want to be entertained like this is the franchise i 
also heard that Coach Shaw wrote a letter to the judge. I don't know if that is different than what I already knew about her asking for like only three years. I don't know if there was a Coach Shaw letter included in that. Um, but I noticed on the list of seized items from Jen's that there were quite a few items that said Meredith Marks. They're, I'm assuming she bought them from Meredith's store. So if Meredith was benefiting financially from Jennifer Shaw, is she complicit somehow? And don't forget, Meredith was a lawyer. So, and I just, because I keep asking myself, like, why do Meredith and Heather keep irrationally defending Jen when, like, she's doing effed up stuff? Like, yes, the woman is likable, okay? Don't hate me, but she's funny AF. But still, like, that doesn't mean I would be close with her or anything like that, you know? <laughs> Anyways, so it's just weird to me that they keep going so hard for Jen against Lisa. Like, why are you going against Lisa? Oh, another thing. This SEC BS, Meredith looks stupid, okay? And I'll tell you why. In business, this is normal practice to go through crowdfunding to start up a new company. And entrepreneurs have multiple companies. So you can have, and that's the point, right? When you're building generational wealth or you're building your portfolio, you start building things and you plant seeds so that when one thing's growing, like then you can maybe sell it or maybe you like absorb the other company or maybe like there's so many things you can do, right? So they crowdfunded for one of their LLCs. I mean, I myself have more than, I have more than, I have multiple LLCs. So it doesn't mean anything that they crowdfunded because that's actually smarter. And the SEC, to do crowdfunding through the SEC, ensures that you have more transparency into all of the information involved in this investment, which makes it more trustworthy and there's nothing to hide which, hide, which eliminates any potential for fraud. So if anything, what the Barlows are doing is they're putting it all out there so that they there's nothing to hide. And these people who they are hiding their stuff, we don't know everything about them, are pointing fingers when things are starting to get hot. And I just, knowing after listening to or interviewing Marilla Bueno. I'll put the link in the show notes. Actually, it might be there already. Um, after hearing what he had to say about Heather, and I saw some receipts, and I, not like literal receipts, but I saw like pictures and things like that. Like they were friends. And if Jen was doing these things and Heather was complicit, is Heather trying to protect Jen because she has something to hide? Throwing that out there. Anyways, uh, one other thing I want to point out about Elf on the Shelf husband's wife. She said on the after show that Heather did know 
about that rumor that they started about Lisa Barlow and the courtside tickets. So, I mean, I do love my Lisa Barlow baby gorgeous, and I may be biased a little bit, but I go based off of facts. If someone were to show me evidence of Lisa Barlow doing something messed up, then I'd be like, oh, I got to second guess how I feel about this. But that's kind of like how I feel about Jen Shaw. I was all about Jen Shaw until I find out like, oh, she's being um, charged. Like, oh, OK, that doesn't mean that she's guilty. But then like she pleads guilty. So I'm like, OK, this is not good. <laughs> So you never know. And like, just because somebody, whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. But um, I also heard the, I don't know if this is true or not, that Jen is getting a one-on-one interview with Andy after her sentencing. Hello. That's crazy. It just makes me feel like what? Are Bravo's values. What do they stand for? What are they okay with and what are they not okay with? And this is like, these are the types of questions that have come up in my last year of podcasting and seeing this very dark and ugly side of the media. Cause I am like fully transparent. What you see is what you get. I, the only things that I hide are like things that I, hide for my safety (laughs) and then for like legal purposes I'm not I have nothing to hide so I don't know where I was oh I almost dropped my ring I don't know where I'm going with this but oh yeah so I'm seeing all you know as I'm podcasting I'm getting to see like I'm doing deep dives and I'm like oh my god this is not as wholesome as I thought it was I mean I knew it wasn't wholesome but like It's worse than I thought. But anyways, okay, let's move on. Um, Let's move on to Real Housewives of Miami, season five, episode six, dumped and dumbfounded. This. This episode was a lot, okay? First of all, wait. Oh, shoot. I don't have the description for Oh, I do. Okay, so the descriptions for the shows in Peacock are so much shorter than the the descriptions that Bravo gives for their shows. Just a side note. Um, So the description is, in Key West, Lisa panics that Lenny's new girlfriend is at her home with her children. Okay, so we start off in a very intense situation. We're learning that Lenny has told Lisa, get your own house get your own or for you and the kids. And like, he told his mother to get out. Like that is wild. Like what is happening? Is Lenny on drugs? Actually, I think Curdy said that. Is he on drugs? Um, so that was crazy. And then he clearly, and then he wouldn't let the housekeeper in or the nannies or whatever. And like, Lisa's like, I think she's at my house. And like, oh my God, my heart broke for her so bad. I was, oh, it was so painful. It was so hard to watch. Like, I know like, I know everyone wants to just pile on Lenny right now and rightfully so. 
But I also still try to think like, it cannot, is this real? Like, I want to give the benefit of the doubt because like I said, throughout my one year of podcasting during this journey, I'm finding that media tricks us a lot. So you can make a situation look entirely different. But I mean, he did. I mean, the mother was like, he told my get out. So I do believe that. But this is just so sad. Like, I don't, I know this is better that she, we know now that she's like single and like they're not together. So I'm, it's just sad for her because whether it's the right thing for her future or not, it doesn't mean that it hurts any less. So poor Lisa. Um, And then Alexia, like Alexia was being an amazing friend in the moment, but then she did take it too far. She, Lenny's Russian. Okay. So this is why you don't, ever bring in somebody's culture or race just because you're mad at them like she's trying alexia was saying like oh like russian hookers or something and that offended julia rightfully so because what what the hell was that like what what do russian hookers have to do with anything and why are you saying that and she's she said it in a way that was like I was just mad at Lenny and he's Russian and I was just saying something out of anger and I'm really sorry. And, you know, Julia just kept going with it a little bit more. (laughs) Julia is weird, but like, I like her weirdness and it got heated when they were at that little Cuban stand or whatever. I have to say, I loved the sprinter moment because, and on boy meets Bravo, Check out that episode when it drops because we talk about this. We talked about this when we recorded that I would not be mad if Bravo changed up things, slowly transitioned things so that Housewives and Bravo shows were more like the WWE. Okay? And hear me out. So because – think about WWE. WWE controls the entire narrative. You will never see – a WWE wrestler come out and do something that what's his name? Vince McMahon. He runs that show and he tells that there's like protocols around protecting this and like making it such a strong brand. And they've been very successful. And I think that they've created an environment that is safe for their employees who are doing this like reality TV. Like, I don't know. It's, it's different. But it's similar where, like, the audience wants to see that, like, fight a little bit, right? Like, And we saw that in the Sprinter van in Miami where they're like, oh, shoot, she's she's putting her purse down. Like, and everyone's like, oh, no, she's now the hands are waving. Now, <laughs> you know, so it felt very WWE-like for me. And I wouldn't be mad if, like, let's say Andy Cohen became the Vince McMahon or whatever his name is. And he just... I mean, obviously, whoever holds that power better not abuse it. Um, And I hope Vince McMahon is not. I don't think he is. There aren't any signs of that. Hopefully, let's pray. Um, But I think it would make this whole Bravo community and experience so much healthier because you could say, like, okay, at the end of the day, like, this is for the show, 
And then these things are for my personal life or like this is these are the boundaries because I think that's where it gets like scary, right? Like what happened with Garcelle's son or like people getting death threats. Like that's just not okay. And I just think that we can do better. And I hope that, you know, maybe someday Bravo will evolve and we'll get to that point. Because ima- and imagine all the money they could make. They could literally, in Miami, they could have, like, their own show once a month where people come and, like, they do almost like a reunion. And they have their storylines and they go back and forth, you know, like, and they, th- but they don't take it too far. Like, in the WWE, when they're fighting, Obviously, there's rules like you have to tap out. If somebody's tapping, you have to stop. Like you don't just keep like hurting them. (laughs) And I think that's where although these housewives are not physically fighting like WWE wrestlers, they're fighting verbally and it hurts emotionally. It triggers things on a social level with the audience like be honest, if you're watching, have you ever been triggered by anything that you see on there? Like, it triggers me to see any racist behavior, homophobic behavior, any hate of any kind. Like, that's just not okay. And I think we could, the solution to this is Bravo stepping up and getting their shit together. They should probably hire me. Anyways, let's move on to New Jersey. I didn't really watch Million Dollar Listing. I watched a little bit, but like I said, I want to binge it all. I think that's what I got to do. Um, Okay, New Jersey. You know, just when things I, – I was just thinking after I watched Miami, I was like, this was a very intense episode, but I have to say, like, Bravo feels good right now. Like, as much as Salt Lake City is super – dark and there's a lot of shit that happens try not to swear a lot of stuff that goes down that's unsavory and just sketchy makes you feel icky um it's actually right now with all the shows that are going on i feel like things are like calm (laughs) the the community that watches salt lake city I don't think is as toxic as some of the others, like in Beverly Hills and in New Jersey. And like, I almost got sucked into that toxicity after BravoCon because I finally like connected in person with Jennifer Eden. And I don't know, like I instantly, after that thing happened with Melissa and, or, you know, like the drink being thrown, like I was there that night and I just like felt like, I, from my perspective, I felt really awful for Jennifer. Like she was alone by herself. And I saw Melissa and Joe there that night and they did not look sober. And Jennifer did look sober. So I just like, I don't know. It just seemed wrong to me. And I remember like somebody's commenting on something and I was like, what? Like, Cause they were like sticking up for Joe and Melissa. And I was like, what? How dare you? I just got so worked up and I was like, Oh my God, I'm part of the problem. But anyways, there's the trailer came out. I honestly didn't watch the entire thing. I watched up until Frank is wearing a tank top in, in a restaurant, but um, 
he says he's like all upset at Dolores, like wanting to be a part. <laughs> he like wants to be like husband brothers with whoever Dolores dates, I feel like. And it's kind of cute. But he goes, he's like, I'm going to cry. And I was just like, oh, my God. If I see Frank and Daniel cry, I will lose it. But um, shoot, you know what I didn't talk about is uh, Alexia and Julia in Miami. I guess I'm going to have to skip it. We got to keep moving on. We got to move on or else we'll be here all day. Okay. Um, New Jersey. These looks. Let me just say, I'm not going to go through every single one. There's two new ladies on here. I love, 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 love this new cast picture. I think they all look stunning. Even Margaret, who doesn't support other women. Um, I don't like that she weed shames people. She's on this high and mighty, righteous, I don't know, seat or whatever. I don't know. I just don't like it. Anyways, they all look stunning, though. I love the colors. I love everything. I am just praying that we don't have, like, a toxic season or anything because it Jersey can get very toxic, I feel like. <laughs> so what else? Is going on. Um, is that everything? Oh my gosh, it is. Let me see. I want to give a shout out to KGG Online, Near Nothing. Hello, I see you and thank you for joining. I'm going to wrap things up. I just want to make sure I say happy holidays to everyone. Um, these... The holidays can are supposed to be cheerful and everything, but sometimes they can be kind of stressful, um, kind of sad. Uh, I just hope that everyone stays safe. And next week I won't be live streaming because I don't think there's any new Bravo shows next week. Um, but like I said, I'm going to have a – an old show replay for you all on the podcast. And I just wanted to remind you all to please leave a review and um, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. We're live with cannabis mom boss every Thursday at 1 PM Eastern and live for Bravo and please every Friday at 12 PM Eastern. Thank you all. So much for being here. Sure.